everybody, it's Jenny and Nicole, and we are sitting in a hotel in Austin, Texas. Yes, we just finished our fourth day at TCEA, and the last TLA, we did a not quite live at TLA, where yeah. we did a recording in the hotel room, so we thought we would do it again. So, yeah. And we told you guys we'd see you again the next decade, and it's been a month, but it's still the next <laughs> decade, so we didn't lie. We yeah, just, we're here. We're here. So... We thought we would do a special TCEA themed episode. So if you are at TCEA and you've been and you're listening, thank you. Um, you guys have been to sessions and we've obviously there's so many sessions and so many choices. Was it last week or the week before? We spent a lot of time going through trying to figure out what we wanted to go see and who we wanted to see. And so yeah. it's been nice for us because this is the first time since we've worked together where we aren't presenting. Yeah, it's weird. It's I'm like, but I've I've actually really really enjoyed it, and uh, I feel like we are. We've learned a lot, and we've had a lot of time to um, just like sit in and uh, look, just experience a bunch of different presentations. So yeah, it's been cool. It's been weird, but also cool. Also, we're tired. I don't know if you can tell that. Like, even though we didn't present, just before we started recording, we were like, we're losing our minds. Yeah, we're a little punch drunk. But, I mean, I think especially when you do a conference for a whole week, this one is kind of, most conferences are three days, sometimes four. Yeah. This is five days. Five days of learning, which is a lot. I mean. It is a lot. So, our brains are full, and we've had amazing, we've eaten great food, and we've gone to great sessions, and we've learned a ton of stuff. And uh, so we kind of wanted to recap each day a little bit to kind of talk about what we did, who we saw, and what we learned. So that's kind of yeah. the set up. And what the, we ate, because uh, that's the most important part. That's important, too. Well, if you ever go, so it's if you're not a TCA or you don't know what that is, the, oh my gosh, I say that now. It's the Texas Career Educators Association, maybe. If not, we'll. we'll Technology cur- and career. We'll I'm going to look it up. She's going to look it up, look right it up while I talk. Um, so it's a conference for teachers and ed techs and librarians and administrators on how to integrate technology into the classroom, into districts, things like that. It's a fantastic conference. And it is in Austin this year. Last year it was in San Antonio. And then we found out the next two years is in Dallas. And I'm sorry for all of our Dallas people, but for us, when a conference is in Dallas, it's a real bummer because they won't pay for our hotel or our food. Well, they might pay for our food, but they won't pay for a hotel because it's considered a commutable distance. And anybody from the DFW area knows that from Fort Worth to Dallas, though commutable in theory, is not a fun thing to do back and forth for a whole week. Yeah. I mean, we live in Fort Worth and work in Fort Worth because we don't want to commute to Dallas. To Dallas so. <laughs> we also do like Fort Worth. But I mean, that's not something, we, especially to the downtown like downtown to the convention center is not a fun commute and it's not a fun commute to do every day for five days and have to go home and then be mom or you know live our regular lives and then get up early in the morning and go back you know i feel like anytime you have to exit pearl street in dallas you're like (laughs) i've made a huge mistake like every time choices so for the next two years it's in dallas so we're a little bummed about that so um we may or may not be attending next year so it's good that we got a really full experience yeah and we did um by the way tcea stands for texas computer education Mm -hmm. association which i made me laugh so hard when i saw it just i don't know what it is about the word computer it's not like that's like an archaic word we still use computers but 
Um, it's just funny. Um, you, cause you know, this was, I mean, I don't know how long TCA has been around, man, we should have done some research. Um, <laughs> I mean, librarians, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we research as we go, but I don't know how long TCA has been an organization, but I'm going to guess that it started in like the eighties. Yeah. If they put the word computer in it and instead of technology, cause yeah. I always just assume the T stood for technology, but they're like, no, 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 no. Computers are technology <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need to think about a, re- a rebrand, but, uh, so anyway, so we've the conference all week. And so we got in on Monday, we, um, we left them what between five thirty and six o'clock in the morning and drove on 35 W South. And we got, to, we got here around nine ish. We yeah. made really good time. Um, we kind of, they rerouted us around traffic. So we didn't really hit much until we got like into Austin and then you're always in traffic. It doesn't matter what time of day or night you are. Yeah. You're going to be stuck in traffic. Um, so we got in and we got checked in. We got very lucky. We're staying at the Omni and the uh, hotel had a room. So we were able to get our stuff in and go down to the convention center and get our badges. And we were in sessions by noon. So it was easy. And like, OK, one, I want to say everybody at the Omni is like the, the nicest people I've oh, yeah, ever met in fantastic. my life. We've had fantastic service. Yeah. And then. We got the walk wasn't bad to the conference to the convention center, which, you know, usually we stay at the embassy suites like over by Town Lake. And so we would hike a good mile to get there. And we were pretty used to it. But as you guys know, I've had like 75 surgeries on my feet and I'm set to have another one on March 11th, which is like that's a whole new development since the new decade started. Um, And so we were trying. It was good that we were close. We didn't have to walk that far. But it was an easy walk. It was easy to get checked in. Like, yeah, they love it. They send you a QR code when you when you're confirmed uh, and everything's paid for. They send you a QR code and then you just go up to the badge, boop boop, and then it prints you off your badge. And then you go walk over to the other side and grab your swag, which is was a, a fallout bag and and the program and stuff. And then we were done. It was yeah. easy. It was efficient and easy. And then we went to sessions and um, started. We. Um, uh, we went to we split quite a bit like yeah, we so monday to, we didn't do we tend to tr- some days we'll travel completely together because we that's what we want to see and some days we'll split up and monday was a split up day i think we didn't do any of the same no we did a couple. a couple i think the first one we went to was the same because and this kind of goes with our um some of our like cool tools and yeah. people that we saw we went to a Leslie Fisher session. That was the first thing that yeah, we that went was, to. It was a good start. It was a good oh, idea. It right. was so good. It was the group SmackDown. And oh, that's right. it was fun. Like, it was, you know, the group, if you've never been to a, one, if you don't know who Leslie Fisher is, she's the bomb.com. And she just is, like, all things tech. And she's yeah. funny. And she's smart. And she's really, like, a good presenter. Because, you yeah. know, sometimes I think people know a lot of things. But if they're not a great presenter, you're not. You don't learn as much. And so she's really awesome. But she does this thing called Group Smackdown, where she basically just has everybody in the audience showcase what they know, which like if you've ever hung out, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably a teacher or a librarian. And if you've ever hung out with a group of teachers or librarians, that's all they want to do is prove that they're smarter. That's true. So it was like just everybody um, raising. It was like that kid in class that's always like, me, 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 me. But it was a lot of them raising their hands, except we were kind of. Well, I mean, we I we're trying to figure out what we would want to do. And then there was enough people volunteering. We didn't really have to like, there wasn't that like moment of like crickets, crickets, everybody, people wanted to show things. And then for everything she, somebody else would show, she would show. And so it actually worked out that the first gentleman that um, 
came up, talked about some new developments in immersive reader in Microsoft. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you talked about this. And then she went off on an immersive reader tangent, which was fantastic because she knows a ton because she's been working with Microsoft um, kind of learning because she's been Google for so long, but Microsoft is like, hey, come see us. We've got some cool stuff going on. And so she came and she's been working with them too. And she loves immersive reader because she's someone who suffers from dyslexia and has um, vision issues as well. And so she's really enjoying all the new things that immersive reader can do. And so that's kind of started a tangent. And so we went back and forth and it was just different. And we got a lot out of that session between her and the other people in the audience. Yeah. And, you know, immersive reader is so cool. And like, I think I've said this before on our podcast and I'll say it again. I love Google and I love Microsoft. I like, I love them all. She's Switzerland. Um, Yeah. And I am like kind of that way just in my general life too. I'm just, I'm just really trying not to make anybody dislike me. Um, But Microsoft is leagues ahead as far as artificial intelligence. So sometimes the, that I, I think they get a bad rap sometimes because they're not Google, not because of what they do or what they don't do, but because they're not Google. Yeah. And they, there are things it's like, and I'm like going off on a tangent, but I'll just do it really quick. It's like Ford and Chevy. Like Chevy is cooler in a lot of aspects, but Ford like kills them as far as the stuff that they have. Yeah. They're like navigation systems and stuff like that. Like my mom drives a Ford and that computer that she's got in there is cool. But I'm like, you drive a Ford. But it's like way better than anything in like my dad's car, which is a Chevy. And so I think it's the same thing with Google and Microsoft. Like they're... Microsoft cool. is seen as being like the nerdy, like um, the old you know, it's kind people. of Bill Gates versus you know Google is kind of seen as hip and young. And yeah, like it's that. an okay boomer thing. Yeah, it's okay. Where boomer. sometimes they're like boomers can be good too. Boomers, I mean, so, lots of boomers are astronauts, so I guess we should just shut our mouths if we ever want to discover water on Mars. But I feel like that's that's what's going on with Microsoft and Google. They are they are smart. Good job, Microsoft. You're smart. So yeah, that session was fantastic. And in that session, so we kind of, we talked about, we actually haven't talked about the food. We'll come back to that. But the tool that we learned about that I really, really liked um, in that session, what is called note.com, but it's K-N-O-W-T.com. And basically it allows you to copy and paste notes. If you hand type your notes, um, you copy and paste your notes in, and then it uses AI or black magic or something. And it creates <laughs> a quiz for you based on your notes. So everybody kind of, you know, everybody does their notes differently. And I'm very much a text note taker. So like this tool wouldn't work as well for Jenny because she does such amazing sketch notes, which we'll talk about later, but like it wouldn't work for that. But I take very textual base notes, like word for word quotes from the book, things like that. And so one of the things I'm doing this year, one of my goals is to get my personal trainer certifications. I'm studying. I have my textbook, brought it with me. I've been studying every night. Um, and so I'm excited. I haven't used it yet because I'm waiting till I finish chapter three in my book and then type up my notes because I've been handwriting them because they say you learn better if you handwrite it first. Um, but I'm excited to try it and have it make quizzes for me because the study guide book I bought used, someone already took all the quizzes. So <laughs> and they did really well. So, I mean, I'm looking up the answers, but it'd be nice to be quizzed on questions I don't automatically know the answers to um so I'm excited about that one so that one's really really cool when we learned about that in group smackdown yeah and there I mean it was a ton of cool stuff and then I actually um went ended up going to my last session was um about experiments with Google it was with Nikki Robertson who's from region 13 service center we saw her talk she's rock star library Texas rock star yes she's got great red hair and a really great voice like 
I really like listening to her present because her voice is just very, very nice. It's like very calming. Um, but she talked about experiments with Google, which basically is just like this. Oh, I'm in my notes. I wrote open source magic. It's this thing <laughs> that's been around since I wrote it down 2009. So it's been around for 11 years, but it just doesn't get a ton of love. It's just like this open source platform that Google provides where you can put in like your experimental project. So like one of them is called Chrome Music Lab. You just go in there and make cool music. And one of them is called Semiconductor. And it like sees your body through your webcam and then you can conduct an orchestra and like practice. And um, one of them is called Talk to Books. And it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen where you like um, pull up uh, this book and you can like narrate it. It's really, really cool. Um, and then there's one that's um, called Body Synth, where you move your body around. It makes different music. It's just, it's it's neat things that I think are kind of like maker spacey, but in yeah. a different, more techie way, where you don't, you're like, oh, you don't have to buy 57 robots and make individual bags. Just set up a webcam and a computer and let the kids and play. And let the kids play. Instead of being like, if you don't bring this back to me, I will never let you leave this library. Like... You're just like, hey, get in front of the computer and like dance. Kind of reminds me of like a like a kid science museum, like where you go and you would like take your picture in front of that bright light and you could like see your shadow for a while and stuff like that. Like that kind yes. of vibe, like a children's science museum or something like mm-hmm. they have at the Perot or Fort Worth um, Science Museum. So it's really cool, but in your library, yes. And there's this game on there called Semantris where you have to get your word to the top. So it's just like word association, and it's like real quick and fast paced and. Uh, she was playing it and everybody was watching and I was like, oh, I, could, I would play this for hours, hours. It's really, really cool. So I enjoyed it. Um, and it was something that I, I mean, I feel like I know quite a bit about Google. Never once. And that's the best about. part about things like this. It's like we know a lot of stuff and we are trying to keep up to date on a lot of stuff. So sometimes we go to sessions and they're like, this is Twitter. Do you know how to use Twitter? And so we're always like, okay. But then things like that, we're like, that's something we've never heard of and would never have heard of if we hadn't gone to the session. So I think that's awesome. Very cool. So then after we finished our first day, we went and got dinner and we found this place over off of 6th Street and some corner. I'll look it up later. Um, It's called Cava, C-A-V-A. And basically I would say it is Chipotle... And Luna Grill had a baby. So it's Mediterranean style. So they've got bowls and they've got pita and things like that. And you pick a protein and you get a can have up to three spreads and you pick your veggies and you make a thing like Chipotle it's style. It's really cool. But it's Mediterranean. It's fantastic. If we had one of those in Fort Worth, I would go very frequently, more frequently than I go to Chipotle for sure. Oh, yeah. They have saffron rice. They oh, have pita good. chips. I mean, I ate enough pita that uh, when we were about to leave I was like I'm gonna die and like you have to think or one big thing is like we don't Nicole and I really don't eat any heavy carbs we eat very little bread and stuff like that in our regular life like I basically survive off cottage cheese all the time and so when I go out of town my body's like what Richard what's happening I'm like I'm eating all the bread I don't know why I feel like it's not gonna impact me um so yeah I thought I was gonna die but in a really good way And that's how we ended Monday. And I lived to see Tuesday and I still got up at five in the morning. You did. She worked out. So she's a morning workout person. I'm an afternoon. I can't even imagine getting up that early to work out. But so we worked out. So we worked off the pitas and all the wonderful food we had at Cava. And then we hit, I mean, we hit the ground running on Tuesday. We, we were full of sessions on Tuesday. Dude, and we were there so early. Our first session didn't start until like 830 or something like that. Yeah. Um, No, it was eight. It was a Leslie Fisher session. 
Oh, it? yeah, probably. Yeah, and so we were in line super early. Yeah. Because okay, Wednesday yeah, was the was. 8.30 session. Wednesday yeah. was 8.30. Um, so we were in line. We, like, stopped and got coffee and then um, headed out. And we were in line and waiting. Because the thing that we've learned about, like, we, this is our fourth or fifth TCEA, we kind of have an expert knowledge now. So it's always interesting to see newbies go and, like, that room is full and that room is full. Those rooms fill up fast. Even room, I mean, even sessions you wouldn't think would fill up, fill up because there's only so many choices. Right. And people, you have to have a first choice, second choice, third choice, but you also can't have them where they're too far apart because like the Austin Convention Center is very large and rooms can be on different parts of the building. Um, And so you kind of have to build breaks into your schedule so that you have time to get to the place you want to be next. Right. You've got to prioritize who's mm-hmm. your priority to see. And then you kind of plan around that. That's the, that's the expert tip for, uh, for TCEA. Yeah. So we did that. We got there early and, you know, cause Leslie Fisher sessions, they always fill up. I mean, they're always, there's very rarely seats, especially, I mean, they, they put her at eight in the morning. So people go and show up at eight in the morning. Cause if not, they would wait until 10, nine or 10 or 11 to come in. And so they try to pull people in with big names then. And so that session was, I mean, everything she's done has, is fantastic. But so we were there at 7 a.m. But Tuesday was the day that we had very different. Yeah, we schedules. had really different schedules. But you did see, you pulled a cool tool from that Leslie Fisher session that we were in. And it, I think it ran through your other sessions too, didn't it? That immersive reader. Yeah, it came up more than once. And one of the things she talked about in that one was that not because immersive reader came up in group smackdown but then she talked more about it in this morning session is that now third parties are putting immersive reader into their program so there's a chrome extension which we didn't know about which is fantastic and um so you can add immersive reader functionality to things in google which is amazing and then wakelet now has immersive reader flipgrid is owned by microsoft so it's not surprising that it has that but they don't necessarily go hey we have immersive reader um so there's a lot and i think that's going to be the trend in the next year is these different third-party vendors pulling in that immersive reader because it's just so good for students who have issues you know print issues and with language barrier issues and things like that to have that option so it's super cool that they've got this this ability to use this cool tool in a non-microsoft product yes and i it's also in i was just looking at my notes on that merge edu office lens like i mean it's everywhere oh yeah the office lens one is cool cool so we knew about office lens you know you take the picture and it turns it into like a pdf file that you can have but now you can actually take it and have it be you know you can copy paste it and it will read you know it'll do all the things immersive reader from a document you've taken a picture of yeah it's incredible and you know what i think the cool thing that we've kind of has kind of been a theme throughout this tcea is that a lot of people are talking like not just like, hey, how do we use some find some cool tech that kids are going to make like kids think we're cool mm-hmm. and get us like they'll get them uh, happy in the classroom. They'll bring them into our library. But this year we've spent more time talking about like how do we use tech to assist students who need help? Mm-hmm. So like how do we use tech to increase accessibility um, and equity and make life lives better for every one of our students and not just our students who are fortunate enough to be in a school with 17 robots. I, apparently I hate robots. I guess <laughs> I've said that like 10 times today. Robot rage today. But like not just kids who are fortunate enough to be in a school where we can have a ton of tech and like cool tech. And I'm doing air quotes when I say that. Uh, robots. <laughs> but like tech that actually 
helps and aids students. Yeah. And so that's when that was my favorite tool from Tuesday was I went to this presentation. Um, sorry, I turned my face away from the mic. You could probably hear that. I went to this presentation called um, what? Okay, well, it's called What You Talking About, Willis. I. I thought it would have an actual more, <laughs> like I forgot that it had a name that didn't really make much sense. Um, but it was by this woman named Tara Rocha who works for Easter Seals. And she was talking about this Easter Seals um, website that is completely grant funded. It's called Bridging Apps. Bridge, like B-R-I-D-G-I-N-G apps, A-P-P-S dot org. Basically, what Bridging Apps is, is it is this entire platform for to find apps that can help you with your students with special needs. So it allows you to search for apps based on filters, price, age, skill, teaks. It comes with a review. Um, and, it's, and they're all apps that have been reviewed and approved for students with special needs. So it's a little bit like Common Sense does, but specifically for students with special needs. Yes. Common Sense is obviously everything kind of rated and broken down. And this is, has a more specific lens. Yes. It's so cool. Um, there was this thing called a magistory that was on there it's an app called a magistory um i-m-a-g-i-s-t-o-r-y and it's wordless picture books and it's kind of like the talk to books thing that i was talking about earlier um but basically like you pick a picture book and it comes up and then you just tell the story so it was like a picture of a pirate and she just hit record and it's like one day there was a pirate and he was standing by a rock and you hit next and it shows the next thing and it's just like kids creating their own stories and like making inferences based on what they see that's so cool it's so cool i instantly thought of one of our favorite librarians of all time who we talked about beth enix mm -hmm. um who works at george c clark in fact i wrote in my notes show this to beth because i was like <laughs> oh she'll love this but i also thought about our own link students which is our learning and natural communities classes like giving them i you know when we do story time we read to them but don't ever give them the opportunity to read to us because it's not something that they can really do so i'm thinking next time they come in to our library we put up a magic story or we pull out some ipads you know they a lot of them use ipads because mm -hmm. it's for their communication and we're like okay we tell you stories or read you stories but now you tell us a story and let them tell the story that would be, I mean, that'd can be you so imagine? Cool. That's one of those moments where, like, we haven't talked about this in depth, and she says, I'm like, that's so small. I mean, like, we're having a moment right now. Just yeah, talking. I forgot about it until I just looked at this thing looked that said Link Kids, and I was like, hey, I totally forgot. So anyway, it's so, so cool, um, and she just had some really, really cool ideas. So I I enjoyed that so much, and I, I'm enjoying the the – way technology is moving where we're like hey it's not just about being cool it's about like truly changing people's lives yeah i i wouldn't necessarily have thought of that being a theme but now that you say it like all the puzzle pieces are falling together and it's very yeah. true um which is awesome because like you said we've basically spent the last couple years like trying to because we didn't have one-to-one -one and we didn't i mean technology was this rare thing that we had to kind of hoard and hold on to and show when we could to look fancy to be like look and now that we have everybody has a chrome but i mean it's just more accessible so now what do we do with it and now this right. is a thing we can do with it which i think is awesome so yeah tuesday was a great day tons of really good sessions and then we went to dinner at a restaurant um, not too far away from our hotel called roaring fork it was 
delicious dude so my food theme of this trip is grits i've had it <laughs> other than tonight i've had it on every meal that i've eaten which is every weird because it's also the food theme of the great depression so cool <laughs> but, but i love grits i love them and uh these ones were like a just like a cheddar cheesy grits and i got like a braised pork shoulder it was amazing uh and but the funniest part about it is so between getting to these different sessions, we saw Leslie Fisher in the hall different times where I'm like, Hey, that's Leslie Fisher. And she's like, and Jenny's like, she's going to think we're stalking her. Like we keep we like were. following her into her sessions. So then we get to our table and there's, it's like a 45 minute wait for a table table, but it's full service at the bar. And there's one like a high top table open. So we sit at the high top table. It was awesome. It was a little fireplace. It was really, really nice. And look over just like across the uh, dining room. And I'm like, I think that's Leslie Fisher. And Jenny turns her head and she's like, that is Leslie Fisher. She really is going to think we're stalking her. Because she talked about like having dinner with Kahoot. So apparently Kahoot likes Roaring Fork too. Um, so it was really good. It's a little a little fancier, a little nicer, but the food was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. Um, I'd say that. Now I don't remember what I got. Oh, I got a really weird combination. I got fish tacos and macaroni and cheese. Oh my God. That is that the Hatch Chili Mac and Cheese? Yes. Oh, that stuff was so good. It was, look, we can't figure it out. And we both cook a lot. And we cannot figure out what was in this mac and cheese that made it so freaking good. Okay. It was fantastic. And when I ordered it, the waiter was like, excellent choice. He like got so excited. And I was like, okay, you're weird. And in a good way. And uh, then... When he brought it to me, I was like, oh, I get it now why you were weirding out about that. It's good. He wanted to see people have that experience. Yeah, it's worthy of getting weird about. So then Tuesday. I mean, we was Tuesday night the night we watched the... We watched Chopped. Yeah, because Monday night I fell asleep at 7.45. Yeah, I was (laughs) studying and making notes. She fell asleep. Tuesday night we decided once we got everything settled, we would watch Chopped because it's a thing we do when we're at on conference and we have that's what we watch on tv and we actually it was really cool the head chef of the modern um there's a really amazing restaurant at the modern art cafe and modern art restaurant in fort worth and she was on chopped and she won and it was so cool and i was like why didn't we know about this yeah and uh it was because it was a brand new episode <laughs> yeah we got to witness it like it's a debut and that's the modern art museum is cool anyway I'm going to clear my throat. <clears throat> that was just a heads up. Um, or else I was going to sound like a frog. Anyway, the art museum is cool anyway, but the food is fantastic. And you don't realize it. You're never like, I'm going to go to the museum for dinner. It's just not a thing. But the modern is, yeah. they have fantastic So food. if you're ever in Fort Worth, it's fantastic. And she's a chopped winner. She made this like, the, her and their theme was smoked. They had a smoke something for every pe- part thing they cooked and chopped. So that was really cool. She did like a pineapple thing. We forgot what it was. It had pineapples in it and they were smoked. Um, and so we watched that. And so Wednesday morning we kind of, um, started off. And then Wednesday, it was funny when we were planning our schedule a couple weeks ago, we did it separately to see how much like crossover there was. So we didn't talk to each other. We built our schedule and then we compared and Wednesday, we literally picked every session the same. So all the sessions, the whole day on Wednesday, we picked every single session alike. So we really were like together that whole day, which is always fun for us because then we can kind of like play off each other. And if we're in a session, that's not so great. We can look at each other and be like, let's go. And so yeah. it's nice to have that like buddy. <laughs> yeah. And we get ideas in the middle of sessions and we can be like, oh my gosh, we could totally do this and this and this and this. And that's, we do some of our best like work when we're, I mean, not, not when we're sitting in sessions sometimes, but also went right when we get out of a session. The inspiration. We're we have a lot of inspiration. Then, yeah. So, and one of the things that was super inspiring. So I would say Wednesday was more of like a f- hit you in the heart day. It versus was like a tech skill day. But we got to go to a session with Jennifer Lagarde, the library girl. She's amazing. 
Um, and she just gave some of the most heartfelt, like just soul wrenching in the best kind of way. Um, yeah, we cried. We, we did I've cry. never cried at TCA in a session before, and we were crying when we left. So that was, I mean, just getting to see, I've seen her speak a few years ago when she was at TLA and she was amazing and she was even better now. And she had great, she basically has been presenting. I mean, they, they, she's a featured speaker. So they have her, I mean, almost every session, not every session, but uh, frequently during the day she's doing sessions. Um, and so we got, saw her in the morning and they had her in this big ballroom and it with tables and it was really nice and there was plenty of space. And then at the end of the day, we've got her afternoon session and they put her in a room that only held 50 was not it was weird and the line so we were in line like an hour before oh yeah because we went and got lunch and then we had we didn't have something in that slot so we went and sat down and we were still like numbers like four like 32 and 33 so we were pretty close to the cutoff anyway just because it was such a small room yeah now today they had her in a small room and they were able to work some magic and they put her in that back in that ballroom so i guess her sessions today they didn't have to do that yeah that it was a, such a cool session i'm i pulled up the notes on it the one we saw in the morning was called creating libraries of tomorrow for the students of today and you know a lot of times i was just kind of writing as she was talking um and so some things that i wrote on this um were that she said the best book format is one that creates a reader Talking about, like, it doesn't matter if they're listening to a book or they're reading online or they're reading the physical book. That's one, one of her big impassioned things. And if you follow her on Twitter, you've seen it. Like, she is very much an audiobook um, aficionado. She is very supportive of audiobooks. And she's like, there's, and now there's science. Because it used to be like, oh, that's not really reading. And I can get on a soap books about how audiobooks are really reading for hours. But, I mean, she's in the, in the same boat. She's like, no, it, it, literally the same parts of your brain work when you're physically reading a book or when you're listening to a book. So, like, my daughter loves audiobooks. She loves them. And sometimes I, I struggle to get her to read book books, which is kind of how I define audiobook versus book book. And I'm like... Did you read that? I'm always like, did you read that with your eyes or your ears? And so that's kind of how we define it. And we don't say that it's not reading. It's just using a different yeah, sense to I do love with. That. So I'm like, did you read that with your eyes or your ears? And she's like, my ears. I was like, okay. And so I still, I mean, and just she says that like they still need to read with their eyes. They still need to look at books because they're going to have to take tests and they're going to have to decode that way. But it doesn't take away the value of reading an audiobook because it's not in print. Right. And then having ebooks available and things like that and having it in whatever format the kids need it in. Um, so yeah. yeah, that was kind of a big impassioned part for her. And she's been really promoting that on her social media stuff too. So that was a fantastic session. And we went to a session about doing lit circles using Google suite, which was really good. And then we did a Google sheet. So it was kind of a Google day. other, it like book ended with Jennifer Lagarde. And then we did some like Google stuff in the middle. And that was kind of our day yeah. on uh, Wednesday. But, um, the session we went to with Google sheets was by Craig Clement from Garland ISD. And basically like... Google Sheets doesn't get a lot of love because it's like Excel and Excel doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah, who loves Excel? I mean, there's a it has a purpose and it has a place, but people aren't like usually going crazy for Google Sheets. But it has a ton of stuff it can do. And he, in his presentation, had all these different other sources of people who have created these like you fill in the Google Sheet and it does an amazing thing. So you don't really have to understand how Google Sheets work. You don't really have to think about it in an intense way. You just need to know how to fill one out and find the templates that fill in the other stuff yeah so it's kind of like with that night lab is like that's a google sheet and then mm-hmm. night lab does magic and it is a it thing does cool stuff and so um one of the things he showed on there he had a lot of other cool stuff too but flippity 
dot net is fantastic and even leslie fisher has talks every session she talks about with that kind of stuff she always talks about flippity because she knows the guy it's one guy who just was a teacher and wanted a thing so he created it and then another teacher wanted a thing so he created that so everything on flippity is run by one dude he still works as a teacher like he just does that for fun to help other educators um, but all of that's done through Google Sheets and you download a template and you fill it out and boom, you can have a name picker or you can have, they don't have hangman, they have snowman, but it's the same idea. So yeah. it has, and it's not just, I mean, there's stuff that can range from elementary to high school stuff, but it's just using Google Sheets. So there's tons of stuff you can do once you fill out those um, spreadsheet thing yeah. to make it do all the stuff. It's so it just, cool. Um, and we'll post links because all of the present, all the presenters that were willing to like give the links to their presentation, which is most of them, um, we're going to, I'm going to make a list and put it on the website. It won't be up before the episode airs because it's going to take me a little bit to kind of get that organized, but we'll have links to stuff too. But I'm sure right. if you look him up on Twitter, it's on his page too, but it's a really good, has lots of good resources. On yeah, it. it was cool. And side note, earlier I said, who likes Excel and Kat Simpson, if you're listening, I apologize because I know you love Excel. So I just, right after I said that, I was like, oh no, what if Kat hears this? Anyway, we love Excel too. It's great. I, I, I love Excel when Kat sends me her um, pre-made Excel spreadsheets that are yeah. so pretty. And I'm like, yes, thank you. I made this. So anyway, yeah, the Google Sheets thing was really cool. And the Lit cir- Circles thing was super cool. So it was this Teacher named Kelly Anderson from Richard ISD. She teaches um, eighth grade and, um, <clears throat> sorry, I there's something like, I don't know what's going on with my throat. It's the allergies in Austin. It's well, it's also, there. literally every time I sit in front of this microphone, I'm like, that's it, I have to cough. Like, even if I haven't coughed in a year. So it doesn't matter. But anyway, she's super cool and she's like a fireball. She was like, anyway, I had a baby in August and here's all the stuff I've been doing with my class. And I was like, I don't have a single child. Like, I'm like, my dog has a stomachache, so I can't think about anything else. And she was like, she does some wild stuff in her class. But she organizes these lit circles completely through Google Suite. So she makes a Google site and it tells the kids like, all right, here's your first task. You have 12 minutes to complete Which it. is the thing that was, it's one of those like tiny ideas that's like a huge idea. Like she said that when I didn't give them a time limit on a specific thing they needed to do on a task, they wouldn't do it or they wouldn't do it in a certain amount of time. But when she gave a time limit, something about that time limit made more of them motivated. But also within the group, somebody is the timekeeper. That's their job. And everybody knows you've got that kid in a group who's like, oh, we're keeping to time. Like mm-hmm. that's my job. We're like 12 minutes, go. And now with the Chromebooks, they have timers. So, I mean, it's easy for them to keep time. Yeah. So just adding that when you're giving them specific tasks to do, just adding that you have 12 minutes to do this, you have 10 minutes to do this and making the kids responsible for keeping time. And then if they don't keep time, it's on the timekeeper. You're like, uh, were you keeping time? And they're like, no. And so then you can say, hey, you weren't doing your responsibility and you can talk about that. And so I think that was just like, it's a tiny little idea. But I think for her, she said it made a huge difference in this kind of process of transitioning. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff she said was just, it was little things that really helped her succeed. One thing she was like, it, everything you need for any project you do with your kids Everything they need should be in one place. So she hosts everything on that Google site. Literally everything they, that they need is there. And then she just pushes that site into Google Classroom. And then they click it and it's all there. And she, Which is, again, great for kids who are going to be absent. Like, she yeah. doesn't have to 
I mean, she's like, you know where to go. You know where the stuff is. And if she needs to update it, she updates it. But like everything is in one place. So it just there's the kids aren't going, well, I have to click here and I have to do this. No, just yeah. go to the site and do the thing. And it, she has it the whole week planned out. So they know exactly. So on Monday, they know what they're doing all week. And mm-hmm. it's lined out and they can kind of get an idea of when they're going to be reading and when they're not going to be like when they're going to be working on different assignments with uh, what they're reading, which is fantastic. And I love the idea. They're doing um, genre units. Mm-hmm. So right now her class is doing a dystopian unit. And I'm like, I want to take that class. I want to take eighth grade English because I would rule at that class. Yes. And I'm like, I never got to do that in eighth grade. I hated my eighth grade English teacher. Like, I'm not going to say her name out loud because a lot of my um, my I don't even what what do you call them colleagues the people I went to school with they were not my friends they really liked her and I was like are you guys like what's going on are you seeing what's happening but I would have loved to do this it made me want to get back in the classroom yeah I had those moments where you're like I don't want to teach classes all day but man if I had one class like one class I could work with that would be like consistently like we work with classes all the time but like consistently day on a daily basis work with a class and then other days I'm like I'm glad I don't do that so it's a balance but yeah her class sounds awesome yeah and because we have the chromebooks this is something we talked about this literally literally as we were like leaving we're like how can our english 2 do this our mm-hmm. our english 2 honors team is fantastic and they're very organized and they're very much one once the group decides they do the thing and so if we can get and they're very google classroom i mean that's like their life now is google classroom and so this would like feed right into what they already do so we're like yeah. gonna go back and try to have a meeting with them and figure out a way we can because they've talked about wanting to do lit circles and their biggest issue has been getting the actual picking the books that they want because they don't get a free-for-all like so dystopian she gave them like five or six books to pick from but they got to choose they they got to choose from that list but they still were limited by a list um and so we that's kind of where we would have to figure out how to get those books and we've talked about different ways to do that but it's not an undoable thing it's just kind of we have to figure out how to make it work i would like to do that i'm just uh, this is like uh, my brainstorming happening right now with our basic English classes. So we have these basic English classes, which are students who are not like English language learners. They they just struggle with English. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's only like five or six kids in the class. Every now and then they'll come in and we'll do breakouts with them. They're sweet kids. Um, how cool would it be? And the teacher I know would let us oh, do yeah, this. Because like, listen, I used to be an English teacher. And so I, I'm not knocking English teachers, but our English teachers are like, don't put your hands on my like curriculum. Cause, and I, I was the same way when I was an English teacher. This is my thing. I was don't like, hey, I'm smart. Now you already know what I'm doing and I don't need any help. And now I'm like, help? Why? Why wouldn't I let somebody else teach my class? But, um, but the basic English teacher is the bomb and she's very much into collaboration. And I bet if we came to her and we were like, we want to do a lit circle with your kids. Can they come and see us like twice a week? And we do a book with them. Like they did um, Boy in the Striped Pajamas mm-hmm. at one point. Like we do something like that. We'll hatch it or something like that. <laughs> we're sorry if you like Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Gary Paulson. And but. Um, that's who wrote Hatchet, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made a face probably because I just called him out. <laughs> anyway. We will be uh, tweeting this out to him. <laughs> no. Anyway, it would be really, really cool. So that's I like my that thoughts. idea. That's yeah. fantastic. So, so that was Wednesday. And then 
our rep from Gale, Kathy Tran, who we love, invited us best. to dinner at this place called The Grove. It's a, a, a it's like an Italian, mostly Italian, but it has some kind of like meat based dishes. And I had grits with my meal. Yeah. Uh, they were they were smoked Gouda grits. I mean, why would you not want to eat those? And they were delicious. And so we had dinner with some amazing people, a couple people we've met before, a couple people we haven't. And it was one of the most uh, we've been to lots of those Gale dinners where we've like met new people. And it was one of the like funnest. That was the most conversational dinner we've had. Mm-hmm. It was a smaller party. We've been to some that are like eight, 16, 18 people. And it's a little harder because you basically can only talk to the people like very close to you. Mm-hmm. But this was a lot of like table conversation and then conversation to the side and things like that. So it was a fantastic dinner. The food was amazing. And then we came home and we just kind of chilled and then went to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even remember what I think we just like laid for a long time. We're like, uh, I guess we should go to sleep. At yeah. one point you were like, can I turn the light off? And I was like, uh huh. And then we just <laughs> went to bed. We were both staring at our phones. Yeah. So. Um, and then Thursday happened just today. Yeah. And so we got there. Our session that we had an eight o'clock session today. I will say, and I'm not going to call anybody out. Today's sessions were not quite as, uh, the ones that we ended up picking, I guess. And we got into all the sessions we wanted to get into, but it was a little hit or miss today. It really was. We try to always get something out of sessions we go into, even if it's when we eventually leave early from, which is, Here's the thing. Some people think that's rude. Some people don't. It does, I mean, you can have your own opinion on it. But when you only have a limited time to be in to go to sessions and you're in a session and you're not enjoying it or you know the majority of the content they're talking about, there's nothing wrong with leaving. I mean, do it respectfully and don't be like rude. But I mean, as a presenter, it's a little hard when people leave. I mean, as somebody who's been presenting and people leave, you try not to take it personally. But um, th- I mean, that happened a couple of times today in sessions we were in that it was just stuff that was a little bit more beginner level than we were expecting it to be. And so we, we left, we got content we needed, got the the notes and things. And then we kind of found something else and we had time to kind of sit down and talk and work on our computers and do some work, work with, you know, at the campus, like with the campus people who were emailing us and things like that. So we got some stuff done, but we did end up still getting to um, go to some good sessions and we got some good stuff out of it yeah and i so we had touched on this just a tiny bit so i've been sketchnoting in every uh session and yeah i love sketchnoting and like doodling and stuff like that that's kind of my thing um and uh you know today we were sitting in one session and when i the way i knew that it just wasn't hitting us is i had written i had drawn nothing and like i all my other notes are like so packed i can barely Find like room. find yeah, room. Yeah, sometimes at the end she's like, I don't have room. They, I hope they don't say anything else good because I have no more space to put it on. Yeah, and so there was one that I was like, I can't. I don't. All I had written was the title of the session. And I was like, I have nothing to write. And so, I mean, it's nothing against that presenter, and I'm sure that it benefited somebody. It just wasn't for us. What for us? And you know what? I wouldn't want somebody to sit in one of our sessions and be like, Oh, this is garbage. I wish I wasn't here. They're like, well, then leave then. Get out of here. <laughs> I was thinking about Put that. Put in the nicest like, way possible. Yeah. But we did, um, like, get to one, run into one of our favorite people of all time. Christy Starr, who's a fantastic librarian from you know, Coronado High School, which is in Lubbock, Texas. And the home of Buddy Holly and the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Patrick Mahomes, who just won the Super Bowl. I mean, and, the team won the Super Bowl, but he was there. Okay, he won it for them. And side note, he's the first Texas um, college quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. So, oh. guns up. 
Did not know that. <laughs> um, but she's amazing and she does a ton of work with TCEA and she's been kind of uh, volunteering and doing a lot of, she's doing sessions as well, like presenting, but also helping out with like letting people into, into, into sessions, scanning badges and things like that. And so we ran into her in the hall and had a really cool conversation and she's just so awesome. And so we wanted to like give her some love uh, and tell her how much we appreciate all the work she's doing because she's fantastic. And she's been a huge supporter of us. And, and she's the us. best. She's, and you know, she... I, I student taught at Coronado High School, and she is really good friends with Julie Goodlow, who is my mentor teacher, who is also just like that. Like, that school kind of fosters this culture of people, of, like, support. I, re- I really, really liked it there. I did not get hired there. I tried, but, you know, here I am, I guess. It, it all worked out the, for the best. The broken road. But, um, yeah, Christy reminds me a lot of Julie. They're just, like, cool and supportive and, like, how can I help you and let's have this guy. They're just... They're good people. And while we're giving person love, we want to also give a shout out to one of our biggest fans, and we love her too. She's at Lispy Librarian on Twitter. Um, Stephanie, she's a middle school librarian here in Austin, and she has been doing amazing. Her notes on Google are ridiculous. Insane. And every day she starts her Google Doc for that day, and she puts her notes in, and she takes she takes notes like I do, like lots of words. And she shares them out on Twitter. She's like, here are my notes. So people, because there's a hashtag that says hashtag not at TCEA for people who couldn't come. And so you can follow that hashtag, and people are using that as well on Twitter. And she just has the best notes. So I feel like if I can't be in a session, but she's in a session, it's like I was there because her notes are so good. Good, and she just is so amazing at sharing and she's been presenting a whole bunch too so i mean literally every session she's not presenting at she's in a session getting information so she's a conference champion she really. is she deserves a badge yeah all kinds of badges so she's amazing we want to say thank you um as well and actually we missed one i totally forgot about it for amelia our friend amelia so we got recognized walking on Tuesday, walking down the hall at the convention center. And uh, she came up and she's like, hi, my name's Amelia. And we were talking and she's like, hi, she's I'm is she a first year librarian. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I listen to your podcast and I just think you guys are awesome. We're like, oh, my God, we love you, too. And she is the librarian at Eubanks Intermediate. It's South Lake Carroll ISD. So I actually know um, Sarah. It was one of her. It's the high school librarian. So South Lake has it's a very big district but they still have one high school because mm-hmm. they have a ninth and a 10th grade campus and they have an 11th and 12th grade campus because everybody's a dragon so no matter what elementary school you go to you're a dragon and yeah. so you don't ever you know like change they want that whole environment of like you come up and you're mm-hmm. always a dragon um and so she's works at amelia works at eubanks intermediate and she was so so nice and we i mean it was the only person this whole time other than christy who knows us yeah um who recognized us so we were like oh we have to give her a shout out too yeah it was really really fun to talk to her it was cool so that was exciting so then um you know at the end of the day today we went to a session called 50 tools in 50 minutes um and, and they weren't kidding it was 50, 50 tools, tools in 58 minutes because the room filled up so they started early yeah so it's heather and chris preston um they're from wichita falls they're married uh they work at the same high school and they both teach, Eng- they both teach english he also teaches science which i think is a kind of a cool combo yeah so. they're they're like a cool couple. And then we looked up how many sessions they're basically doing two. They've been doing two sessions a day every day this whole time, even tomorrow, which is crazy on a Friday to do two. It's sessions. insane. But they had some really cool stuff. And they talked about this thing called class craft, which is like if you're a gamer, then it's something that you'll really like. And your kids are like naturally gamers just kind of by default. I think most of they've them. grown up into it. Yeah. Um, and so um, anyway, it's it. it like gamifies your class and they you know 
Chris was saying, he was like, you know what, first we used this for behavior and then we realized it was so engaging we should use it for like classwork and incentives and things like that. And like you can be like a mage and um, other things in a game. <laughs> and my sister right now, who's probably playing World of Warcraft, is like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Um, and uh, and and you like have these quests and all this cool stuff. Like it's it's cool. It just looks like a really really cool thing. And he was so excited to talk about it that it got me super fired up. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. So when it first came out, I did a session a couple years ago about gamification in the AP classroom. And class classcraft was brand new. And it basically that's what it was. It was me- it was basically like class dojo for middle school and high school. So it was like class dojo wasn't really gonna work for for the older ones. So they came up with this. And now it's got a lot more functionality. And now you if you do certain things you can earn enough gold to buy a new I mean it's very much like being in a game but it's based on school so I mean if the thing is is that it is free to a point but to really do it in a way that like is really going to be good for the kids you have to pay for it it, you have to beg your PTA for some money that was one of the things I did notice in that session because the session was great because they said everything is free to a point lots of things are the kind of freemium model but everything has at least some base level of free but they're like we pay for this and this and this and it just it's crazy that in education is one of the only things i can think of where if you need a thing a thing that will make your job easier you have to pay for for it because you know there's no way to get the district to pay like the district won't have the money or they can't fund it that way because of all the rules that we have with funding and so like if somebody works in the corporate world and they need a tool to make their job easier, they just go, I need a tool. And whoever is in budgeting goes, okay. And they sign on. Right. And the stuff that we tend to need as teachers is really not that expensive. Like not really $42 a year for a subscription for the, all this stuff. And it's just one of the things it was frustrating to me to be like, to really utilize this tool. And it's a company they need, they deserve to get paid. They came up with software. I mean, there's not, there's nothing wrong with them coming up with software and charging for it. Because they have they have to pay people and they you know use their time, but it's just sad that we can't be like every, you know be like hey I need forty dollars a year and justify your purchase and then get to have it, but it doesn't work that way. No, sorry, that's my I was off on a tangent for a sec. <laughs> um, so the one I saw that I thought was really cool, I mean there was a ton of good ones, a lot of them that we had, we had heard about or, or use ourselves, but one's called Writewell. I think dot com or dot org. Hold on, I have it up here. It's writewellapp.com, and it's kind of a way for kids who are struggling to write essays. Uh, It's got templates. It has tools and tricks and examples of good essays that they can use to kind of get them started. So if you have a kid who's just, like, really struggling with the idea of how to write an argument of essay, even though you've told them, like, they can click here and there's resources there for them. And I think that's cool, and I've never heard of it before. So I was like, well, that's cool. It is really cool. Get them started. And so we did that, and um, we ate at a place called Cannon and Bell, which is the Hilton's restaurant. We actually have eaten there twice. Yeah, we had lunch there two days in a row. So it's been cold. If you haven't been around Austin, like, it got cold. And not just cold for Texas, like, really cold. cold. Um, And so we didn't want to walk. That's basically what that boiled down to. So we needed to find a place we could get to quickly. And the thing we didn't go do was the crepe place, which is what we usually do, but it's a farther walk and it's very small and most of the seating is outdoors. And so we weren't going to, that we weren't going to hang. We weren't going to be able to do that. So, but the food, I mean, sometimes hotel restaurants aren't great and you kind of, you pay for the convenience of being in the hotel. 
which is what we did for dinner. Tonight, I was but, just about <laughs> to say, and that's but, what we did tonight. But Cannon and Bell, it was delicious. Both meals were good. We had great service. The kitchen is open, so you can see them making the food, which I always yeah. love because, A, it's fun to watch, and especially with all, like, the cooking shows I've seen and restaurant shows, I'm like, ooh. But also, like, it's hard for them to, like, drop a burger on the floor and pick it up and not be seen. So, you know, it's nice to know that there's probably a higher level of cleanliness going on in that kind yeah. of space. Um, so if you're ever in Austin, you're at the Hilton, Cannon and Bell. It's delicious. We were going to go to the Austin Taco Project, which is also attached to the Hilton, but they don't open until four. So yeah. they're not, it's not for lunch. We tried, but it was good. It's been a good time. And we like um, we said, we ate at the hotel restaurant tonight, which was not bad. No. And uh, though our waiter was like the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah, we so. basically gave him the rest of our cash because we so we're on title money, so we can't tip off of our money. So we've been tipping off our own cash. We've run out of tipping money. So we're like tomorrow when we eat, we can only eat at places we don't have to we tip. We don't have people to tip. So we're gonna cash. eat at the grocery store. <laughs> um so but yeah it was it's been good. And then tomorrow we've got a, a Leslie Fisher session in the morning on Microsoft Teams, which we're super excited about because that's a our district is very much pushing that team's environment for the staff. And yeah. so it'll be cool to get up training from her on it because we know it'll be good. Um, and then um, we're going to kind of get packed up and we're going to head back in town and we um, are going to go stop real quick at book people, which is our favorite independent bookstore ever. Yeah. In the um, world. And so we're very excited. And then we're going to have lunch at whole foods and we're going to head, head back home. to Fort worth. Um, to and we'll, um, and so we're going to, uh, obviously, I was going to say, we're going to post this podcast. But, like, if you're listening to it, then we We've already, already posted done that. it. Um, but one thing we will do is um, eventually, probably on Monday, get all of those links together mm-hmm. and post some presentations. And then I'll also post all my um, sketch notes. But if you want to kind of see what she's been working on, um, she's been kind of taking a video of her scrolling through her sketch notes. Uh, on our Twitter. So if you look at our Twitter, you'll kind of see what they look like, but she's going to post so you can really see them. And they're so beautiful. Literally during a session, she took not purposely, but people like saw her sketching and then everybody started turning their head and they're like, what are you doing? I mean, she literally was like, became the center of attention. The, the <laughs> presenter didn't notice because she was all at the front, but like literally she was like, this whole group, we gave out our Twitter handle. We got like five new followers. Like the notes are amazing. There's a new theme for every single one. I think the B is my favorite. And Monday, you know, Monday I was just getting back into the groove. And so those notes weren't that great. So I'm not going to lie. I went back today and I resketched all of Monday's notes because I'm a lunatic. And I was like, ooh, Monday's notes sucked. And so I went back and resketched every single thing. And listen, there's a reason why I do it. And it's because I like it. And that is the perfect segue to end with this quote that we have found very inspiring from it's it wasn't it's not we heard it in a jennifer lagarde session or every one of them but um so the quote is people lose their way when they lose their why and it's it's definitely been start we've more than one session they've talked about what's your why start with why which is a sign a book by simon sinek but the quote is from gail hyatt um and it's kind of been a thread through a lot of sessions about kind of why are we there as educators and if we aren't there for the right reasons, then we're not helping the kids. And then we have to show the kids their why. Because a yes. lot of times we tell them because. Yeah. Because you have a test. Because you have to pass a test. And that's not a good enough why for a kid. They don't, no. I mean, you, a couple kids, that'll be enough. But for most of them, it won't. 
And so if you want to engage the kids, you've got to be engaged yourself and you have to figure out why you're there. And if you're not there for the right reasons, you need to figure out your exit. You need to go. You need your exit (laughs) exit strategy because uh, you're not helping anybody at that point. But so, yeah, that's been like a common theme and it's been a great quote and it's kind of our kind of message we're trying to come back with and like find our why, come back to our why. Because, I mean, we've been stressed out and we've had a lot of stuff to do and it's been hard because we aren't doing things the way we are used to doing them it's been a big transition year for us and Mm -hmm. so i think that's a nice kind of way that's why we like going to conferences we need this time to like recenter ourselves especially in the spring because the spring gets crazy so it's nice to have that kind of time to yeah refocus and you know i think especially with um one-to-one campuses which is essentially almost every campus now i mean most campuses have gone either bring your own device or one-to-one um it is important for the students to know the why because we can throw technology at them all day and we learn that the hard way we can put chromebooks in front of every one of those kids and if they if they don't have a reason or we don't give them purpose they will not use them they don't care you can lead a kid to Chromebook, but you can't make them Google. But you can't make them remember their freaking password. Anyway. <laughs> so so on that note. Yeah, it's just, you know, I think everybody needs to know their why. So that's our challenge to you guys is what's your why? Like, why do you do what you do? And how are you going to help your kids realize why? I think we found our episode name. What's your why? why? It's fun to stay at the Y-W-H-Y-M-C-A. <laughs> The village people. Done. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.